Tonight on the podcast, we're talking Dune Review, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles vs. Cobra Kai, Marvel Studios, DC Fandome, and so much more. Max, go ahead and cue that music. It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked in to the best damn geek podcast in Phoenix, the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Lance. I'm Max. I'm Jay. And how's it going, guys? What's up, man? Another Friday, huh? I love I love that um, Jay was so sure of his name there, like almost like I'm Jay. About. He's like, I'm I'm Jay. <laughs> I'm Jay. But what's funny is that if you're watching the YouTube, which please watch the YouTube, Jay wrote his name on here with an exclamation mark. And in caps, he wants like us he's to know. Screaming. He got confused. He I'm said it with a question mark, but he wrote it with an exclamation mark. <laughs> Listen, that's you don't say Jay's name unless you're screaming it at the top of your lungs with enthusiasm, right? That's how it should be. Yep. At the climax. Yeah, just like an orgasm. At the exactly. climax, yes. <laughs> Sounding it off. The pinnacle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start tonight's show um, by kind of addressing a little elephant in the room. Last week, we lost a great friend of ours and a fellow Phoenix podcaster uh, with Mike from Grizzle Geek. Um, I'm wearing, I like my Greek, Geek's Grizzled, Grizzle Geek shirt. I'm going to retire it after. Just like the old absolute geek shirt I had hanging up. I'm going to do the same thing with the Grizzle Geek shirt and retire it like Jordan. But I just want to go around the room or around the panel and just kind of let everyone get their final thoughts about Mike and and kind of what him and that podcast has meant to, to this area and us individually. And then we, you know, give that final farewell to Mike as we move on to a post-Phoenix podcasting world that no longer includes the grizzled one himself. So who wants to who wants to start us off? Nobody. Um, oh, Max has oh, got it. I'll, Max has got go the ahead. baton. <laughs> um, yeah, I just we when we went to the memorial last week, uh, there was an opportunity to record a video for Mike, but uh, right as I was about to do it, um, the uh, the storage on the phone got full, so we thought it'd be cool to record some messages for him here via our own podcast. Um, I don't have anything like prepared. I didn't, I didn't write anything down. I just, Mike, I love that guy. Um, he was so much fun to podcast with. I really enjoyed watching their show. It was kind of hilarious seeing this grown, like mid forties man react to anime. Um, just, 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 and just a joy, like what a joyous guy to be around. I never got to meet him in person. Unfortunately, we scheduled a meetup and then, it was right when COVID hit, so we canceled it. Uh, never got to meet him, and uh, that, that's definitely a bummer and something that that stinks. But I spent so much time with him over the internet that uh, that I felt like I knew him. Like it was uh, just to give context. I met Matt for the first time in person on Saturday at Mike's memorial, as well as Corbin and and Kyle. And I've spent so much time with those three as well online that meeting them in person, I was just like, oh yeah, I know you. This isn't a big deal. And that's how it was with Mike. Like I feel like I knew him, and so he will be missed. What a wonderful guy. 
uh, we love you, Mike. And uh, whatever your religious beliefs are, I believe he's he lives on. And uh, rest in peace. And I hope to see you again someday, buddy. Okay. Uh, do you want? Can Go I, ahead, Jay. Um, I didn't. I don't think I knew him as well as you guys did. Um, I podcasted with him a few times, and um, he was always in in your chat and whenever I'd be on. And he. The thing that I really liked about him is he was one of those guys that like the first time you meet him, you feel like he just, he's kind of one of those guys that he put, just puts you like at ease, like Max was saying, and he's just so easy to talk to. And he was so positive and knowledgeable. And um, he was always, you know, Max mentioned him scheduling a meeting with you guys. He was always up to do that there was a few times when him and i chatted back and forth um and he'd always ask about it he's like hey how about you know where are we gonna when are we gonna meet up what you know hey what's let's get let's do this let's schedule this and um that kind of says a lot about him the fact that he wanted to get to know us better and he he was uh, so a few years ago um we tried to start this thing called az nerdnet which included all of the local nerd podcasts around here. And he was uh, a huge advocate of that. He really wanted to get that going. And, um, you know, I guess sadly he won't be a part of it anymore, but he will, you know, I'll miss him. I'll miss his presence. I think that hole will definitely never be filled as far as just a fan and a colleague. Um, you know, I, I I did consider him a friend, even though I never met him in person. And you did, yeah, I'll miss him. That that's what's funny is is you and I met him in person, and we completely forgot that we met no, him he, we didn't meet him because he got that flat. Remember? He wasn't there. No, everybody was trying to convince me that he was there, and I was like, I don't think he was. No, it, it's, he it's, wasn't at the Carly's meetup. If that's what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, so it's funny because we've seen him so often online that it just didn't even click to me that I hadn't met him in person. Cause I thought he was like one of my good friends, you know what I mean? And it was all a digital friendship for the most part, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but Mike, the, what you never I never met him even at like Phoenix, Phoenix comic-con or nothing. No. Wow. But I talked to him every weekend. Like we had, we had a running uh, Facebook thing where we would talk every weekend. I'd ask him what his show was about this week, or I'd ask him what what the show was up to, or he'd ask me what the show was up to, and we were always talking. Like I talked to that guy almost as much as I talked to you three guys. Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, if Couch Crunchers was still going, Matt would have been the only one left in the chat because Mike was the uh, the second person that was always in our chat. <laughs> Like seriously, Matt Mike was like always there, super supportive, yeah. and Matt was usually there. Kyle was there sometimes too, but like the the absolute geek chat's a lot more active than the couch crunchers one was. I I gotta say, like his his charisma, you know, was like he he was one of the few people that could be in the chat, tell you that you were wrong about something. <laughs> And and not make you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. No, you welcomed I, it. I agree. Yeah, 
Like he knew more than any of us combined about this stuff. I think like he just knew it wasn't like he was on Wikipedia. I know I've made that joke uh, several times to him. Like, are you just surfing Wikipedia, just hoping to catch us on something like what was <laughs> the deal? But he he knew he knew all those things like his his memory for those kind of um, those kind of facts was just astounding. Like when we were running when we were doing our show on Couch Crunchers and on Absolute Geek, it's like we just yelled out into the universe, Mike. Uh, what was that thing that that did this? And he'd be right there in the chat, like it was this, like with no hesitation. Like it's almost like he wasn't even watching the show, and you just yell his name out into the universe, and he was there. You I think I mean? Mike, like, Mike is literally the only person I can think of that has ever corrected me on Star Wars, and yeah. and and like and been correct. I've had people no. try before, and they weren't right, but Mike yeah. is right. Like, but. You know, I I, I uh, built that video for him. Um, you know, we canceled last week's show and we ran that memorial video. And what I got to say is building that video was one of the most emotional things I've ever experienced because I didn't realize how close I was to him. You know, and then making that video and, re- and reliving all these memories that that we shared together like it was just an incredibly emotional experience and um it's it's true that they take the, that the, the 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 best ones are the first ones to to go you know what i mean like he he was the best of us i feel like like um just a super nice guy and a friend to everyone i don't think i've ever heard anyone say a bad thing about him and which was evident by how many people were at his memorial and how many people were just celebrating his life. And yes, there were tears, but they were, it was different than other funerals or other memorials that I've been to where, you know, I I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I, I just want to say thank you to everybody that watched that memorial last week and the comments and people were so at, it was a two hour long video that we built and people were so active in the comments to the very end and his family was there and, and, and I could just imagine that the comments that everybody was pouring in there and his family being able to read those were, it was probably a special experience for them. And I just appreciate all of uh, absolute geek nation, I guess you would call it, but thank you. The army. Yeah. The army. I mean, being the only one here, I guess it's actually met Mike on several occasions, which is odd. I figured. <laughs> well, cause you're in the West side. We're over here in the boonies, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. We live in the middle um, of nowhere. The dude, the dude was one of a kind, man. It was a very special kind of person. And he was, he was definitely a unicorn. He's one of those people that you very rarely meet. If only once in your life, like it was instant friendship, no matter your religious beliefs, background, ethnicity whatever your whatever stage of this fandom you were in mike accepted you and the cool thing about mike is that he was old school he's old school to the t man old school geek to the t to where everything that was huge when he was a kid is coming back i'm talking you know voltron he-man thundercats like everything that was dune like everything that was awesome when he was a kid and into and still like he was like that last little underground geek he was geek before geek was cool you know and he was to the Mm -hmm. core man like huge incredible hulk fan and he was all like i said always in our chat always down to have a good time 
always down to jump on and help always up for whatever stupid scheme Kyle and I coaxed him into <laughs> with them just being in the chat. Like, you know, I made a bet to dress up like the penguin and I did it and we tried to get him to do it and to dress up like the Hulk and he didn't do it right away, but he did it last Halloween, you know, and just so like Mike was just always super down and he was just a super nice guy and got along with everyone. I think it was very evident by his memorial, which is like the different groups of people that were there and how many celebrities were there, quote unquote celebrities, right, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) But just like the, the different like groups and people from different walks of life that were there mingling and remembering this man and you know he's just a great dude and there's gonna be a huge hole in the phoenix podcasting community that'll never be filled um but you know we kind of we kind of carry the torch it's i mean it's odd to think that out of everyone that was actually part of that az nerd net this I think us and STS guys are really the only ones that are going strong weekly still. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not sure what Comic Exposure is doing. They were they were pretty. Into they, that, they're but, releasing like once a month. Yeah, kind of but so, Travis is still a part of that. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're still group. they're still around. But I'm saying like week releasing weekly oh, yeah. episodes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolute geek podcast and, over. You know, basically bought out Couch Crunchers. So. Yeah, and like hostile <laughs> takeover. It's still, <laughs> it I mean, it's still surreal because I went tonight. Even it was like six o'clock rolled around. I was like, "Oh shit, Grizz!" And I went to go look. I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, I forgot." And so I put my phone down and ended up taking a nap instead. So you know, it's it. He's gonna be missed. That show's gonna be missed. They were two episodes away from their hundred live up live episode. I know Mike was super excited about that. I hope Doug and Kirsten figure out something to at least hit that milestone in his memory. And, you know, I'll put Absolutely. it out there publicly, whatever help we can provide to help you do that. We'll put our own show on hold to, to see Mike's, you know, dream vision. and vision brought to fruition and then lay it to rest. But it, right now it sounds like they're just, gonna put things on an indefinite hold and we'll see where it goes from there so you know and i guess an ending go show some support to mike and and the grizzle geek fam and go check out some of their old videos if you want um that's just what i'm gonna remember about the dude the dude was super nice super accepting very understanding was always down to bust your balls. Oh, dude, he busted or, my balls several or, times. Yeah, bust your balls, let you know you were wrong, or get in on, on the joke. So well, There were some times he reached out to me. Like, we were talking about something, like, slightly controversial. And he reached out to me and was, like, acting like he was super offended. And I'm like, oh, crap, I offended Mike. So I'm, like, <laughs> apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry, man. He's like, dude, I'm just messing with you. I really yeah. don't care. He's like, I agree with whatever you said. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I thought I offended the guy. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to offend Mike. Yeah, no, the people it, we offend just leave thinly veiled uh, comments on our no, not thinly podcast. veiled, <laughs> not thinly veiled at all. <laughs> but uh, it's trying to be I'm nice. Gonna... <laughs> and Solo Wookie says, "Really, really hoping Doug does content. Love Doug too. Really fun to watch. Yes, they're they're yeah, all Doug's great. great. They're all great, and I wish them all the best and whatever they need. We're here to help them. But uh, 
I'm going to end this little bit on Mike with the last kind of like written word that I think it's been a couple of places now. Uh, I can tell the story, I guess back in July, Mike reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm writing this comic book. Would you be willing to read it for me? And he gave me the, the rough copy of the first issue and I read it and gave him my thoughts. And it was funny. Like the last line in the comic says, there is no death, only a change of worlds. And that's what I like to believe happen with mike is that there is no death he just changed worlds so i love that and that we will uh move on and get back into getting get into it here so uh yeah let's go ahead and get into a little little geek news here tonight i feel like we need like a little geek news yeah Fuck yeah Yeah. <laughs> and then like like a, a nice guitar solo like the wayne's world intro it just is, uh, what is, that? just is instead that... of party time excellent it's fuck yeah <laughs> geek news geek news party time excellent <laughs> nice what is that team america you america you, yeah. thanks for being in the chat solo wookie good to see you man as always let's go ahead and get into our first story we're gonna kick it off tonight with a little bit of dc fandom we're not i mean i just think we could run down quick about the best parts of fandom what we thought about the trailers don't have to take too long about it since it is old news but it's it's new to us since we didn't get to cover it last week playing a little Um, little yeah yeah, a little catch up for your last saturday even if we hadn't canceled our show we still would have been late to this yeah is there a wonder woman cartoon i didn't see that one What's right above the, the it's logo? Uh, like the DC girls or women of DC or something like that. Mm. It's all, oh. it's all female superhero team. Oh, and Crypto's getting a show. I didn't see half of. They're these. getting a movie. Crypto <laughs> yeah, super pets. The super pets is getting a movie. Oh, looks awful. Crypto voiced by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and Ace the Bat Hound voiced by Kevin Fucking Hart. No way. So, of course, he, Kevin Hart. Another thing again. Yeah, they're doing absolutely. another thing. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. But the last week, DC fandom brought a bunch of news. We got to see some tra- some spoilers, or I shouldn't say spoilers, but sneak peek for Black Adam, which I think from what they showed right right off the bat, or a little bit, we got to see the Rock looks incredible as Black Adam. They're definitely going cool. that DC New Fifty Two Black Adam. He looks awesome when he shows up with the hood and just vaporizes that dude. Yeah, you barely little- even see his face, but he looked pretty cool. Right, we got a little bit from the Flash. Got to see some different variations of the Flash for Flashpoint. Which that movie. one got me more excited from the trailer. I think same looks cool with the, with the new yeah. awesome costume. Oh, um, he doesn't look like a Power Ranger anymore. Yeah, we got a little bit of uh, video game news in in Arkham Knights, as well as Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League, kill the Justice League. Yep. Um, which I want to see some gameplay for that. So do I. We got a little bit of uh, Aquaman 2 news. But I think the big winners of DC fandom were, were Peacemaker. That Peacemaker mm-hmm. trailer makes... I think that show is going to be phenomenal just by the trailer. I have a question. Do you think every James Gunn DC property is going to start out with somebody mopping a prison floor? Maybe. <laughs> The same scene in Peacemaker as somebody else doing it was the scene from the Suicide Squad. Pete, uh, uh, Pete uh, Davidson was mopping the, doing the same thing. 
I just thought it was funny. I saw similarities between the two. I did not catch that. Hmm. All I know is I laughed my ass off during that trailer. The yeah. trailer was funny, but what got, what got me more hyped was the panel that they had where they were talking about it. Like yeah. they just the way they were talking about it sounded like it's so much fun. The cast and crew seemed like they could really get along. Uh, James Gunn wrote all eight episodes that are going to be coming out and directed five of those episodes. Like to me, that's a pretty oh. big deal. Like usually, you know, big movie directors like that aren't directing that many episodes of the TV show. So I just yeah. think that's really cool. It's exciting. And let's be honest, this is the Absolute Geek Podcast. We are not above talking about wieners. We did a whole hour and a half on batman schlong can we be let's be honest the the big selling point on this is probably going to be the fight scene of peacemaker in his underwear once that episode airs that's going to be what's talked about the fight scene between peacemaker and his underwear bro that man has had so many steroids that's definitely stuffing under there i think real i don't know man he's he's slimmed down like he used to be like when he was wrestling full time, he was jacked, and now like yeah, he lo- he, he went and he look did a movie. He, he went and did a movie with um with um, um, um God, I'm drawing Jackie Chan, and Jackie Chan kind of commented on his physique, saying like all that mass is great, but it makes you slow. So he started like thinning out, and he's not as he's still bulky, but he's not as like massive as he was. And he's a train. What yeah. are you guys talking about, dude? He oh, was you know, bigger, he's still built like more. a brick. Yeah, he's still built like a brick shit house, but he's definitely thinned out a little bit. So when he was wearing the jorts and the the sweatbands, you know, with no shirt in the WWE or whatever, he um he was he was definitely bigger in my opinion. But so looking forward to that and then we got the cream of the crop as it normally rises to the top in the Batman trailer. And kiss, kiss. I'm excited. I think Robert Pattinson is going to kill it as the Batman. That trailer kills it. There's just something about that scene where he's in the tunnel and taking all, like, deflecting all those bullets, and then he just runs up and starts beating the shit out of people as he's coming. Just gave me goosebumps, and I was like, I'm here for it, man. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited about the Batman. But I want to ask you guys I've watched that trailer several times, and there's a scene where he's in the prison and he punches the glass and he says something what does he say do you guys know what i'm talking about like it, feel, it sounds like he says time to die i think he's talking to the riddler yeah, yeah. i don't that scene no, looks no. weird i know what scene you're referencing because when i watch the trailer that scene takes me out of it because it's just weird like his face is uh, facial expression when he punches the glass is weird or i, I, I kind of feel like it's like answer to me or or something like there or I don't, I don't know, or answer me, or, or something along those lines. Oh, it's yeah. just weird it when he when he punches that glass. But I mean, I don't mind the scene. I think it's kind of a cool idea that he's there in like broad daylight, and like the anger that came out of him, I thought was great. Like Robert Pattinson's, he's not a joke of an actor. He's actually very good. I just want to know. He's just who... he's just done some joke movies. <laughs> he did like one joke series. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, it, it was it even really a joke though, because we're not ty- Twilight's target audience. But yeah, joke is the wrong term. It's just <clears> you know, grown men like us aren't going to be as into that. It's not like but he was like in an Adam Sandler, and movie he made or he made you know? buttloads of money. So right? who's the sucker, it's, us or him? It's a Y. <laughs> it's a YA, right? Young adult uh, series, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us watch those. 
and enjoy some of them. Right? Yeah, but Twilight isn't meant for us. Well, even my wife, part. even my wife who was a fan of the books thought the movies were trash. Stick Boy says I'm late watching a weird Al marathon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, did we talk about Shazam at all? No. No. You think Matt's looked... going to bring up Shazam? <laughs> I thought that would look kind of cool. I, I guess Shazam and Black Adam now I'm completely uh, I don't I don't have any prior knowledge to either of these characters, but eventually they're going to meet, right? They should. I would assume yeah. so because they I have, mean, they have the same costume, pretty much. Books. Yeah, they have the same powers almost. They, I mean, they they have massive conflicts in the comic books, so I'm sure they will meet up at some point. Well, is is uh, Black Adam the one in the first movie they were talking about how someone got the powers and like fell away? Uh, is that who they're talking about? I mean, I don't know if that's who they're going to reference it as a possible. That could be a way they tie it together. I thought it, I thought it was like a tease for Black Adam, but I, I don't know. Like well, I said, I don't I, have any. I've been hearing people say that because Shazam doesn't come out until 2023. My understanding is that Black Adam is potentially going to be in the movie. And that's why his movie's coming out first. You can get that intro to him before he's in Shazam. So that's that's what mm. I'm thinking might be the case. I know Matt's really excited for this. I wouldn't hold your breath. No? No. Why do you I, say that? Because I think the they're going to have to change the tone of Shazam for Black Adam to fit. Like, Black Adam isn't going to fit in a campy, comedic, shtick Shazam like the first movie. So Fury of Gods would have to, like, greatly tone down the that campiness to to bring it black Adam because they're the rock and they're pushing black adam as like this serious like brick shit house powerhouse character and he he says it's going to be the darkest and grittiest dc movie they've ever done and that it's going to change dc movies from here on out so i think you have to change the tone i think you have a better chance of shazam showing up in black adam 2 before black adam showing up in fury of gods so I, I do think that the next Shazam is going to be a little bit more serious because of who they cast as the villain. They cast Helen Mirren as the main villain, uh, along with, um, I think it's, she has two sisters, right? I think it, Lucy Liu and somebody else. But Helen Mirren is a pretty established, serious actor, actress, right? So I don't, I, I would think that the, it would be a little bit more serious. Maybe eventually they'll merge the two tones. I don't know. I think they're going to have the same issue that Marvel is facing. That Marvel is facing introducing Deadpool. A similar issue. But I'm not following you, really. What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? Yeah. By Deadpool introducing Deadpool to the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just, just that the in the 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 tone shift that would happen from Deadpool to the Marvel universe, as far as like the swearing and stuff, like they kind of have to make Deadpool fit into this PG 13 universe that they've built. Deadpool can still have his Deadpool movies that are rated R. Like they've already established. Uh, Bob Iger said that they're perfectly fine with Deadpool being rated R, but as soon as they introduce him into the main franchises, they're going to have to tone him down. Yeah. 
you know i don't and think I, so i don't think they're worried about tone as far as deadpool i think it's just a matter of where he fits in and they're not willing to compromise the and jeopardize the the Family. vision just to to shove him in there right so but he does fit in i mean and that dude and that character's in i mean there was a time when he was like in every book you know yeah. it seemed it seemed like he was in like you know, half the books that Marvel put out for a while—you <laughs> know—it was ridiculous. So, oh yeah, when he was like the main money maker. But yeah. like, they're gonna have to like bleep him or in 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 these family-centered movies or or something. Or I think their fear is is that when they put Deadpool into the the family atmosphere, they have to separate it enough to where these kids won't have to see the rated R Deadpool adventures to understand why Dude, I, don't, there. I don't think that even matters anymore do you know how many people how many times when i went to go see deadpool that theater was filled with kids parents don't care they're still taking their kids to that movie like i don't that that's not going to stop sales I don't know. I, I don't think so. But they 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 do want to respect the the parents that aren't taking their kids to those movies. Like I think uh, I think they're going to find a way to balance the two. Yeah, dude. I, I they have to. Well, yeah. I mean, so I think stick there's boy, a way to do it without stick boy, like stick boy just said. I think Deadpool still works PG-13. His character is used to getting censored. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. I thought um, his PG-13 Deadpool 2 was still very funny. The, the original was better, but. It it works. It's fine. I bought that one because I thought it was hilarious. It was Fred Savage. Yeah, it was great. Scene. It was it was funny. But dude, so anyway, getting back to this, I yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go down a rabbit hole. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, you're good. I led you there. Sorry. I'm stoked for <laughs> Black Adam. I think it looks pretty good, and I really do hope that these characters meet someday. Because, I mean, I I know they're like mortal enemies. I mean, I thought like Black Adam was almost like the Yang to Shazam's Yin. Like, they they have to they have meet the same someday. suit. They'll meet. They will meet, but I don't think it's gonna be like they're right not away. gonna rush him into that. They're not gonna make the Shazam. Batman versus Superman mistake that they already right. made. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, but that I mean that movie though. I mean, Doctor Fate's gonna be in it. Uh, Hawkman. Mm. That's uh, true. There's Adam some big Smasher. Cast. Uh, gosh, there's some other ones. I'm like, was what? it? Was it? Awesome. Was it? Not Whiplash. What was the other girl? What was Cyclone. the girl's name? Cyclone. Cyclone, yeah, Cyclone's gonna be in it. So yeah, it's gonna be a big boy movie. We'll yeah, see that's cool, sure. dude. I watched the uh, the Smallville panel from Fandom and loved it. It was awesome. They're talking yeah, about that was cool. animated series, an animated series based on Smallville. Yeah, it's a continuation. So in all the original, oh. char- probably minus uh, Allison Mack, but the, the original, the original cast. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. the Department of Corrections probably has a little bit, to, <laughs> a little bit to say in that. I huh? that <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tom Welling and and Michael Rosenbaum are developing it right now, and uh, they cool. already have like what the yeah, art will that. look like and everything. Oh, I'm game for trying that. to. Yeah, yeah. trying to groom people from her jail cell. <laughs> yeah. didn't she get a plea deal or is she just yeah. doing a she got like a smaller sentence is that what it is yeah I, I think so but she's still doing some hard time that's for sure yeah but she rolled on a lot of people all right let's go ahead and get into our next topic not about fandom because everyone's probably pretty much heard about it from every other podcast that's out there and and all that but the big one of the big stories that came out this week is that marvel the mcu has moved and shuffled around some dates a lot of upcoming movies that have people furious 
I'm um, pissed about Doctor Strange, dude. I'm Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was previously to come out in March. It's now we moved to May, so it was pushed two months. Thor: Love and Thunder was supposed to come out in May. It's now July. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, July now to November. Um, the Marvels or Marvels pushed from November to February of next year, which I think that's actually. kind of a, what was that? 23 until 2023 23 yes which that's kind of telling to me that and we'll come back to this ant-man and the wasp quantum mania pushed um from february 2023 to uh, july 2023 and then we also have on three untitled untitled marvel movies that were pushed from july and removed from the schedule completely something tells me blade was probably one of those um Mm. So let's go back to this real quick. Why um, is there white boxes? Are you hiding something from us? No, it's redacted. You can't see that. Um, <laughs> anyways, you got to have a high level nerd clearance to see it. And unfortunately, you don't you don't meet that clearance. Nerd check. Yeah. Not past the nerd check. Your, your, your nerd card was scanned and it didn't make the cut, buddy. So you think I think it's Blade Fantastic Four. And what else? So hold hold on, Jay, uh-huh. Jay, Lance, hold your hands out. With our powers combined, maybe we can get the white mark removed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're making this push so that because of COVID and them pushing the schedules, everything was kind of on top of each other. So they're kind of pushing me, pushing me, these movies out to where we're getting three Marvel movies a year now instead of four. And so Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is only pushed two months. That's that's not a big deal. Thor Love and Thunder is pushed two months. Not a big deal. Black Panther pushed too much. Not a big deal. The big one is, is Marvel's. Like, something tells me that, I'm, I don't know, based on what the, the Disney Plus, um, maybe audience reaction or test reaction they got from the Miss Marvel show, that they're not as high on this because... February is usually, well, in the past, has been reserved for a month where it's usually a lull at theaters, and you don't put these big blockbusters there. Like that's where movies go to die, basically, because they don't do that well in that well, February time frame. I mean, Ant Man and the Wasp was going to be there, and that's you know that's the third movie in a trilogy. I think I think that rule doesn't apply to Marvel. But Ant Man and the Wasp also was not a high grossing Marvel film. That's they put him there because it was a character they weren't really sure how audiences were going to receive. So that well, they Ant put Man him the there as came kind out of a, in, a tester. Did that come out in February? No, no. the original Ant Man. No, all of them have come out in like July. I think the first one was in like July, and then the second one was right after uh, Infinity War in like June or something. And there's also rumors grain of salt rumors that we could see a last minute push on spider-man no way home that's gonna fucking piss me off dude oh gosh that's great yeah people would riot so what is that marvels do you do you know what that's supposed to be miss marvel uh, miss marvel captain Marvel. marvel and the speculation is is that um what's your face from wandavision monica rambeau is gonna 
show her time as as Captain Marvel as well instead of being Spectre, like everyone thought. So is that kind of like a sequel to Captain Marvel? Yeah, it's like it's like Captain Marvel too. Oh, interesting. So, but it's also a sequel to the Miss Marvel show, show? right? Yeah, I, I guess. So Miss Marvel is supposed to come out before this, right? Those are the Nixon tape redacted information. Yep. Watergate. Watergate. Yeah, Miss Marvel is coming out next year. I thought. Hello, everybody. This is your uh, Feige speaking. There's going to be a slight delay uh, for fucking every. So if you could just bear with us. Yeah, and it, like <laughs> Feige said, is like <laughs> his response is kind of like the biggest fuck you without being a real big fuck you and saying everyone's waiting and excited for these movies and they don't want to get burnt out, so we can wait a little bit longer. It's worth waiting a little bit longer for him. So whatever. I don't know, man. I don't really mind that. Who's much. gonna fucking burn me out, dude? I want to see this shit. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the delays. Yeah. Like my first thought was to be frustrated, but it's fine. We're still getting three movies a year. I just think they were scared. They saw the Batman trailer and it struck fear in them. So <laughs> they had to they had to move everything. Make sure it's all nobody right. strikes fear in Marvel. My Everybody problem see those Marvel movies. <laughs> My problem with this now is that there's so much time in between them that they're gonna do these premieres and the it's gonna be exactly what's happening with Eternals right now. Every I don't almost everyone's heard the big surprise after credit scene for Eternals nope, right now. I have not heard that and I don't want to well, hear it. Won't spoil it. Good, then you're lucky. I won't spoil it for you. But they did the premiere, and within an hour of the premiere, it's been all over the internet. Hmm, so yeah, which I'm not sure. Oh, fuck Max. There's casting in there that I'm not too sold on. In what? In the end credit scene for the Eternals. Yeah. Oh. The person they cast. If you're interested, go check. Go check so it out. You you know what I'm talking about, then, right, Lance? Oh yeah. So that so there you go. Two you know fifty percent of the panel here has has already had Eternals the after credits for Eternals spoil. I saw it. I saw so, articles. I chose not to read it. Yeah. I don't think it's a plot. It's not a. It's it's not a plot spoiler. Like it's completely separate from the plot of the movie. Well, it's it's setting it's up setting up for the next one down the road. Yeah. Um, but the same thing with Venom. I mean, they they had pre screenings for Venom, and that that shit was on online within 15 minutes yeah that's well, you're not what you're I'm not saying, talking though. about the adam warlock casting are you because that's no no no, no, that's no, no guardians no, 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 no. yeah i know i just didn't know if that was going to be tied in no this Eternals. has not this has not been announced except by people spoiling the yeah. ending i, I so think does it was it make you, does it make I'm gonna, you more interested you just to walk away movie? for a second or jay do you care to hear it or no no don't don't spoil people on the chat saying don't spoil it no please so we're not going to spoil it I'm just going to say, I didn't go searching it out. I stumbled upon it, reading a completely different that, article dude. about something that else. Sucks. I'd be so pissed. I don't care about spoilers. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried it's going to get spoiled for me before I see it, because the day that Eternals comes out is the day I go on a week-long trip to Disney World. So I'm not going to get to see the movie for at least a week. Dude, and, and you're going feeling... to the, the House of Mouse, bro. You're yep. definitely going to hear about it. <laughs> It's very possible. Very possible. Like you're going to hear about it in line or something. Or you're gonna go to holy Disney shit. Movies. Did you see that thing where James Bond came in? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't get spoiled for it's me. It's not James hey, Bond. All, I was you know making what? a joke. I, of course, of course you're making a joke. You know what? I will say this. I do have some skills. I so um when I went on a mission for my church, the seventh Harry Potter book came out a week after I left. And I went all two years without anyone spoiling that book for me granted i think get book spoilers are a little 
easier to avoid than uh, we're americans we don't read oh i do I'm just i don't kidding, i don't read as much as i used to but i was super stoked for harry potter and that was a that was a stupid decision i made as a teen a teenage kid basically i bought the hardcover copy of the book book knowing i wouldn't get to read it for two years why why wouldn't i just buy it when i get back and save 20 bucks <laughs> yeah i bought all those for my daughter second hand at goodwill for like two bucks a piece yeah, yeah they're hard. always there they're always there yeah. oh, absolutely you're never you're always gonna find harry potter books yeah. anyway um when did the movies come out it was midway through the through the book series right yeah yeah i stopped reading the books once the movies started coming out <laughs> it uh, and other news and the biggest we need to sell a product so let's just throw the ninja turtles into it and make a mashup that nobody asked for we're getting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Cobra Kai action figure line because, you know, people were so stoked about Turtles versus Power Rangers and Turtle versus Batman that they're worried that the uh, fandom heat on Cobra Kai is starting to cool off a little bit. So why not throw the four Ninja Brothers in it to reignite that flame? Maybe it's because they make me more. wait a year between seasons for Cobra Kai, those fucking bastards. So you're in the screen. They season. don't, though. Cobra yeah, Kai. December. Dude, Cobra Kai season three came out in January. You're getting a new season in December. That's yeah. really quick for a show. That's it's like the quickest. For a show with no CGI, only 10 episodes, they could roll Bro, these out every six your months. Expe- your expectations are way too high. Most TV no. shows have a year wait. Well, put it this it's a, in a COVID in a in a covid or pandemic time that we're in that's a fast turnaround for them to get everyone together tested vaccinated if they have to film edit and out that's a, that's quick that's a quick turnaround See, most tv shows do not have you wait a year the streaming service ones do but most tv shows you wait three months for the next season i guess that's, that's true because you're watching each episode over like an eight month period yeah yeah but for something that takes literally no special effects has a very small cast and it's only 10 episodes and they're not even an hour long, right? I think they're like 30 minutes. They're I'm just going to stop you right there and say, I harshly disagree with you. And I think a year is completely reasonable. Well, I'm yeah. saying if they're worried about, if they're worried about it cooling off, that's the only reason I can see. If you're watching yeah. this live on your screen right now, you see the the images of the packs. If you're listening to this in the playback on Monday, you'd have to go search it out, but you get a two figure set. You get Leonardo and Miguel Diaz you get Raphael and John and John Kreese. You get Michelangelo and Daniel LaRusso and Donatello and Johnny Lawrence. The turtles are in white geese with black belts with black bandanas and pads. The only distinguishing factor to, to tell the difference between them is they have their appropriate colored wristbands as well as the little turtle on their gi that represents their dojo is the, the correct bandana color. I don't see these pairings don't make sense to me. I'm not into this. Yeah, and I'm not either. Like, I think the Power Rangers mashup makes sense because the comp was so popular. I don't know who was clamoring for Cobra Kai versus Turtles. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry. Doing it very quietly in like the darkest corners of the internet because you never heard about it. I love Cobra Kai, but giant mutated turtles are gonna wipe the floor with all of these teenage boys. Like, come on. What this I don't isn't like even is a contest. Why did they put them in? Why did they put them in those? Um, I don't know what you call those. The geese. Geese. Why'd you put the turtles in those? Well, because they had to be in matching team geese for the 
all valley bro. yeah the yeah. tournament the big tournament the all valley tournament bro. <laughs> okay you know what i would watch that i'm gonna take i'm gonna take it back a little bit get freaking ninja turtles from the 90s in those costumes and then all valley tournament mm, that would be that would be hilarious this sounds like it should have been like a dlc for like a fighting game like i that don't actually would be cool. for this my big question is is it's a it's a karate show why do they still have their weapons why are they the only ones that have weapons <laughs> Well, I and I don't know. understand the pairing either. Know. The only one that makes sense is Raphael and John Kreese. Daniel yeah. should have been against Leonardo. Yeah. Miguel should have been against Michelangelo. And I guess John Johnny Lawrence and Donatello. I mean, whatever. It's just the whole thing's fucking stupid. I'm not buying this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who was clamoring for this in the deepest, darkest parts of the internet. But it, I, no thanks. I'm good. Who I'm, made I'm these? Is it Hasbro? blinding no, i think it's playmates um so who, who decided to name their toy company playmates the same thing that playboy co- calls their center volts hey. <laughs> i don't know Just if you if weird. you make these into nice uh, as you will of their bobbleheads <laughs> that's true up there on top and i'm a big know. ninja turtles fan and i don't own any ninja turtles funkos that's what it should have been. It should have been Splinter versus John Kreese. Ooh, um, yeah. mm. Raphael versus, or no, I mean, Michelangelo, or God damn it, Leonardo versus um, Daniel Russo, Raphael versus Johnny Lawrence. And then you get done Michelangelo against Miguel Diaz. And then Donatello against Hawk or whoever. But Donatello against the uh, turtles Johnny win Lawrence. Every kid. fight. Or should have been Donatello versus the Don Daniel LaRusso's daughter. No, it should have been Donatello versus Terry Silver. Which one's Terry Silver? Karate Kid Three. Oh, dude, it's been years. I I don't remember Karate Kid Three at all. Deep cuts. That's a deep. It's when Miyagi (laughs) says he doesn't want to train Daniel anymore, so Daniel goes and joins Cobra Kai for a little bit, and then he's like trying to get him to enter the all valley but instead of like getting him to win he's just basically like forcing him he's manipulating him to like beat the shit out of himself okay shredder versus mr miyagi stick boy that's cool that'd be a good one too i'm miyagi. down with that or <laughs> stick boy hey, aaron we don't need this uh we don't need this mashup no we don't socks titan season finale of titans Oh, already? How many how many episodes is that? I think 13. 13. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen any since when I talked to you guys. You haven't watched no. any more? No. But I don't care. You can spoil it. Corbin already spoiled spoil. the whole friggin' thing on the drive <laughs> home. So Max, I really well, I re- Max, I really want to I want you to make the thing you and I were talking about last night when we went and saw Dune. I want you to make your point about this because I think it's incredibly valid and I don't want to take credit for it. So sounds good. I will make my point, but I want to warn first because I, I know Stick Boy, especially, you're not a you're not into spoilers. So if you haven't watched the finale, now is your time to tune out, maybe skip forward 10, 10 minutes or so if you're listening to the uh the broadcast. Um so I will start talking without spoilers for a minute, but uh, there will be spoilers here soon. There's a spoiler scroll going across. Mm your screen right now if you're watching this live once that spoiler scroll goes away then you know that we're done talking about it yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna preface my comments by talking about season two first 
So season two of Titans, you have Deathstroke, and there's this big conflict the whole season. And the first half of the season was seriously fantastic. Second half of the season lost some steam with all this Cadmus crap, and they basically did like these side this like side quest with Cadmus, and it was dumb. It was really dumb. And then when it all ends, after Deathstroke had wiped the floor with the Titans for like 10, 11 episodes or whatever it was. Dick gets in his to his Nightwing costume, and all of a sudden, oh, this Dick, guy Dick definitely who... gets in. Always. <laughs> Dick always gets in. Always Dick Grayson finally in. becomes Nightwing, and then he can just one on one take on Deathstroke. You didn't need the whole team; just just Dick. He was good, and he won. And it really wasn't even that hard of a fight. Third of the way into the episode, Deathstroke's done, and now you're finishing up this Cadmus storyline. It was it was it was dumb. And that was my issue with the finale of season three. So here's where the, the spoilers are really starting. They spent 12 episodes with Red Hood and um, and Scarecrow and the Titans against each other. And they did a, here's what they did a good job of. They did a good job with, with Red Hood, uh, Jason Todd's arc, and him coming back around and kind of starting his redemption arc and coming to the side of the Titans. That was good. I liked all of that. My issue was all of a sudden we get into this final episode and the Titans just can't be stopped. There was like no conflict. They just showed up. They, they revised their plan. They go to Wayne Manor and the plan pretty much just goes off without a hitch. They beat up all the bad guys. Gar's able to get into the security system. Yeah. They had to figure out the password, but like there wasn't much resistance and there wasn't really any confrontation with crane like at all. And I get it. Crane isn't like a fighter, but like, you would have thought he'd have some like fear toxin for them to have to go through or something. There just wasn't any conflict in the final episode. And that was my issue with it. They just came in, they saved the day and that was, they saved the day like 30 minutes into the hour long episode. And then the rest of the episode was um, other stuff, which uh, that that's fine. I guess I don't, I don't mind that. I like the resolution, but I, I didn't like that. There wasn't conflict. That was my big issue. Well, I think there was like you had your conflict with with Red Hood and Bruce Wayne at the end. Um, I, I like that moment. You got that conflict. No, that was you cool. Got, you had your conflict between with Dick and Jason with the whole like you can't come back to the Titans type thing. Um, you had the conflict with I think with Crane was is that they chose to do what Batman wouldn't instead of playing Crane's game. They just took they just took him off the board, which is what Batman wouldn't do. But you also had a different crane. You had a crane that was conflicted. You had a crane that didn't want to use the scarecrow tactics because that was the whole thing with Bruce Wayne. Is Bruce Wayne t- tore him down and said, "Listen, Jonathan Crane on his own, he <laughs> he isn't very good. You know, he isn't strong enough or or maniacal enough to pull off what needs to be done. That's why he's got to use the scarecrow persona. Did I miss it or did it?" It really happened that Lance said hello to me, but my fiance did not. Yes, I did because I did not say hello to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to be in Chicago, like not. I what? Hello. Sorry, dude. I didn't mean. Hello, to get my you darling love. Are you happy now? <laughs> Thank you. But now back to my thoughts. I feel bad. Crane is he's conflicted because Bruce Wayne broke him down and said, you know, he can't pull up. He can't do the job. He can't do what needs to be done. He's got to use his alter ego. And that's kind of like where you got to see like half of the, the scarecrow mask where he's got the, the respirator underneath it. And, you know, there's there's all that. So I think that it's 
they're not dealing with Scarecrow. They're dealing with Jonathan Crane. And that's kind of where it was like they're just dealing with the man. So they didn't go over the top with it because they're still kind of leaving that 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 kind of like unknown about the Scarecrow there. Because they weren't really fighting the Scarecrow this entire time. They were matching with, with Jonathan Crane. Mm-hmm. So, And I didn't mind that. I, I mean, kind of left that there. I did mind it. I really wished we would have seen him in the full Scarecrow mask at one point. Oh, well, but thank you. But um, I I didn't I liked the idea that Bruce got into his head via the recordings and that Jonathan Crane was being different like that that was fine. It was just a matter of that like the way they, they took like, him down made him look really stupid. Yeah, they just it was so easy to take him down. Like what I mean by conflict, yeah, of course there was other conflict. Like Jason isn't back in the Titans, and you know there's other things. It's more a matter of like as they're going to take Crane down did why didn't like gar maybe could have like almost died or something like that or well, things like that a bunch of people and that with that bomb and then the gassy release and they had to go get the the um lazarus pit and which i also that, thought that, that was, was the stupid, stupid part to me i didn't like that was either. was the purple rain with the lazarus pit that made that was stupid to me well and bringing they, everybody back and like no consequences right. or maybe season four there will be because like the Lazarus Pit is supposed to have horrible no, they, side effects. They right. come back to life and they they make it a point to show you how all these people that are come back to life are like helping other people off the ground. Like there was no like the Lazarus Pit is supposed to make you a little bit like off. Right? It brings you, you back, say. but you leave a piece of yourself behind. That you know, but none of those people left anything back. behind, it seemed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dick either. It's like she, yeah. I mean, Barbara makes a comment later on. Oh, you finally figured out who Nightwing is and you fell into Nightwing, and it's like, all right. So you could say that he left that Dick Grayson part of him behind in the the Lazarus pit. But, like, Jason, he, he had no, like, making it to where he's sitting there having a puffin and inhaler to get his fix to have no fear. Like, that should have just been part of his training with Batman and what the Lazarus pit did to him. Like, it shouldn't have been that he's sitting there having to puff on an inhaler to to get that effect, you know? And that's what made him go evil was the drugs, right? It, yeah. it didn't really seem like the Lazarus pit did anything to him. It was the drugs that did it to him. It just, it, hmm. it makes me think that they don't really understand how the Lazarus pit works. Well, you know? I know they, I know they do because it's Greg Berlanti and he did the Lazarus pit and arrow. Maybe he just wanted to do it differently because when he did it in arrow, like at one point Thea gets brought back and she was, she was crazy because of it yeah but he's not the writer he's just a producer i know but he's involved in the storytelling and the showrunner has a say in like well and jeff johns is the showrunner on this and he's a big he knows the lazarus pit very well so you know it i just think they're just doing a different take on it and that's fine that's that's cool making a hurricane like they they had like this cold pressure and hot pressure and they were able like raven consumed it all essentially right yeah like she took it in herself which why didn't she have any side effects from taking it in herself like i don't understand that that's either. how powerful she is man she's cool i didn't mind that i just think raven's so powerful i just thought the method in which they chose to because so right? then at the end herself. she vomits all she vomits the whole thing onto jonathan crane and it makes him nuts yeah she that takes was cool it in herself but max i agree with you like it seemed like for 12 episodes uh scarecrow or Jonathan Crane was this unstoppable force 
And when I'm watching the episode and they're like, oh, we'll hack into Wayne Manor and we'll do this and then we'll we'll get him before he can push the button. It just, to me, it made it seem like they made Jonathan Crane seem like such a smart guy that he would have saw that opening. Like he would have done something to prevent that from happening because it just seemed so simple. You know, it, it just seemed like like Nightwing just has this revelation of, oh, hey, we're not going to play his game. We're just going to hack into his system and stop him there. Like, it just seems so simple. Well, I mean, you're you're basically hacking into Batman's tech at that point, so I don't... Well, they didn't really hack in. He he just, like, Nightwing just kind of knew how to... Like, it wasn't really a hack. It was Nightwing just knew how to get in there. Well, I mean, they definitely hacked it because they had to use the remote router and cut the red wire. You never cut the red wire. <laughs> and, like, the misuse of, Star- of Blackfire, too. Like, Blackfire should have been, like, a big villain in this, and she really wasn't a villain at all. And I think they're building to that. I maybe. think they're building to her being a, being a villain. And maybe, that, maybe that'll come out next season. I mean, cause yeah, I've... but if, it, if, it's, if it's the Connor... Blackfire romance and they both become because I would assume that both of them will become villains because it kind of teased that they're going to be like firmly together at the end you know with mm-hmm. the hand holding thing do you have do you have any like I don't know how the rest of them would even stop somebody like Connor like that's like stopping Superman yeah kryptonite well it's exactly the same as stopping Superman yeah He's but like you, like kryptonite would affect connor but it wouldn't affect black like i just i don't know so kryptonite kryptonite's one option but then there's also the fact that you're fighting lex luther as well so you could have probably you know take him down by appealing to his ego or pride or things i think that could be interesting if superboy turned evil and they had taken down but i kind of wouldn't want that in season four because we already had a season where a titan turned bad and that's who they're fighting i'd rather they skip a season and maybe do that in season five or something well, Personally. you know these Berlanti shows, they just take the same thing and keep rehashing it. Kind well, of... I'm I'm liking Titans. It's like, don't get, don't get me wrong, I didn't hate the finale. I just had an issue with that. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have because I felt like they just steamrolled over Crane, and I would have liked to have seen something. I wanted to see them have to improvise a little bit more. Uh, this is something that, that I actually really liked that Sam pointed out when we were on Couch Crunchers, how it's really entertaining when you have a story and you have a plan and just everything that can go wrong goes wrong and they, the heroes have to overcome it. And this just wasn't that. And uh, so I was I was just a little bit let down. But there were great, there were other aspects to it that I liked. I mean, I loved Jason's arc throughout the whole season. There was some really cool action in it. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for what's going to happen next season. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was a good episode. Just wasn't my. I favorite. think they definitely took a big leap from season two to season three, and I think the it, it being on HBO Max has definitely done some big things for it. And I'm interested to see what they do with season four. Um, I think didn't they just announce that during Fandom that season four was greenlit? Yep, they got picked up for season four. There wasn't really any tease towards season four because at the end of season two we got the Blackfire tease. Um, there really wasn't any and at the end of season one we got the trogs the trigun tease so there really wasn't any tease for season four so I don't yeah. know if they thought they were gonna get picked up when they filmed the the finale so 
Yeah, that may be the case. Hey, you're right, though, because, yeah, season one, they teased Superboy, and then they teased Blackfire in season two. Yeah, there was nothing. I mean, they're yeah, going to San Francisco. it didn't feel like a resolution, though. Re- uh, like, it didn't feel like it was ending. But they, well, you're I think right. it's because they they're, they're shifting focus now, though. We're moving away from Gotham and going back to San Francisco. And I think, like, the whole – I wouldn't be surprised if the whole season four focuses more on – the the transition of of tim drake becoming not batman's robin but nightwing's robin yeah i think you're mm-hmm. right about that i think that's going to be the case oh definitely. i like tim a lot by the way get that kid like trained that up and he can be as tim drake yeah yeah he's awesome mm-hmm. yeah i like him better than jason todd but well that tracks you're not supposed to like jason todd no, That's but even when Jason Todd him. was, even when Jason Todd was Robin, I just like the actor. I'm not sold on the actor. Oh, I am now. Yeah, I think he did a good job as Robin. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, All right, move on. Whoa, whoa! What did you? What happened? There we go. <laughs> what did something weird happen? It yeah, turned it all white. Oh. Yeah, it got it got redacted again. Glitch. Um, <laughs> Even though we have not gotten an official release date for it yet, Kevin Smith has taken to the interwebs to announce that we will definitely be seeing the third installment of Clerks in 2022. Super stoked for this. They're still not Me too. excited to serve you. They still want you to let you know, let them know if you intend to steal. But uh, <laughs> super stoked. I'm super stoked for the third installment of Clerks, even if it is a little bit on the nose of you know the plot of it is a little bit on the nose of what's happened in kevin's life yeah um, it's kind of like I mean, his biopic a little bit it, it, it's it's kind of a movie about filming a movie essentially yeah. from the the plot line from whatever because the plot is it was like dante has a heart attack and so he wants to like go back and document his time and life at the quick stop so they film a movie about the quick stop so it's it's weird the way it is, but they got the full cast back. And even if Elias does look like he went on a little bit of a drinking bender and he looks a little bit more like creepy pedophile than, than the, the church going boy from clerks too. But I guess that's what Dante and Randall will do to you. Huh? <laughs> but I'm excited to, to see where that goes and can't wait for 2022. I, I honestly hope he pushes it out there kind of the same way that um he did with uh giant silent bob reboot uh, but i actually think this one was picked up by a big studio so i don't oh really i don't mm. know if they will do that it might just be like a huge theatrical window release like they did previously so who picked it up Lionsgate or what um i can't remember i think it, i want to say it was Lionsgate, <laughs> but i can't remember who picked up clerks three but I know it was a bigger. It's not Saban. Oh, it's Lionsgate. Lionsgate. It's not Saban who picked up uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, but Saban picked that up. Yeah. I, did you guys like reboot? I loved reboot. That I was the whole joke, and that was the whole joke and reboot about when they're in the courtroom, and he's like, they're being sued by Saban Entertainment because they're like, don't they own the Power Rangers? <laughs> that's because Saban's the one that bought the rights and made the movie. So, oh, it's Justin Long too, isn't it? Yeah. 
I love that movie. I love anything Kevin Smith does. I don't give a shit if it's bad or not. <laughs> Brandon St. Randy. But Zach and Mary make a porno is one of my favorite movies. He's it's ever a done. great movie, dude. It's so funny. But Max, you got to get in on this Kevin Smith love that we have, dude. I like Kevin and, Smith, but yeah, I haven't seen his movies early. I'm trying so hard. I think like, I saw Clerks. I think I saw the original Clerks. It's all I'm black trying and white. so hard. I've gotten nope. I've gotten Aaron to, to sign <laughs> off on it. I got Aaron nope. to sign off on it, which was a big step. Oh. I would love for to try to figure out a way to get him to officiate my wedding. That'd be amazing. That'd, That'd be, awesome. be like life complete. That'd be like more exciting than the birth of my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. But yeah, the closest that, I got yeah. was Jay uh Jay or Jason Muse uh, apologizing to me on Twitter. Yeah, apologizing. Because, I thought he thanked you. Yeah, I went to the reboot, the pre-screening, and we were oh, pepperoni poster. Pepperoni cried that he didn't get the poster. I mean, it's actually, the poster <laughs> we were actually supposed behind to, me. Yeah, we were supposed to get the poster, and they forgot to hand him out. And I tweeted well, Jason Muse, and he's like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." Like, I need go to go up there, go up there, and show him this tweet. Essentially, <laughs> I um, need to go. I need to tweet Bayside. I never got the freaking picture for the deluxe thing that we paid for. Oh, you don't need a picture of AC Slater and Zach Morris. Just relax. <laughs> you don't need that, that AC. Like... You don't need that Mario Lopez oiled up photo. It's all right. Not that Bayside. You have plenty of Lance oiled up. It's I don't even Slater. understand. I don't even understand the reference. Oh, it's uh, what? Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't even. <laughs> we tried to do this reference before. Anyways, you did, you've never seen Saved by the Bell. <laughs> He didn't understand did the reference, him? so he gets put in timeout. Yeah, <laughs> you call yourself a nerd. You're like, I don't understand Bayside reference. Get out, <laughs> Get out of here, Bayside Tigers, dude. Go Bayside. Anyways, dude, <laughs> here we go I... again. Oiled up men love, <laughs> dude. I uh, I tried watching the. Um... I watched about five minutes of the Saved by the Bell reboot. That shit is dumb. It's terrible. It's dumb. Like they that did not need to be made. I don't think people realize is that nobody watched Saved by the Bell for Saved by the Bell. They watched it for Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yep. <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. And that's it. <laughs> Actually, I watched it for her, but I was more attracted to what was her name? Rory later on? Or not Rory. Uh the the chick who came in with like the leather jacket. Like I don't the, know. The biker chick almost. She was the mm. more hardcore. I don't I don't know why I call her Rory. I don't think her name was Rory. Help me out, Aaron. What do you got, Aaron? Rory? I don't think it was Yeah, Rory. I don't remember. So Rory I'm gonna be got... real with you guys, and I'm sorry to say that I'm so young. Um I just I'm too young for Saved by the Bell. My older what? sisters watched it. It came out when I was Tori. one year old. Tori is her name. Tori, not Rory. Tori. Who plays Tori? Who's close. Uh, Leanna Creel. She played Tori Scott. Lance is googling it as you speak. I don't remember <laughs> this. I don't remember this at all. You don't remember Tori? Mm-mm. She's way sexy. Dude, pretty then. much any scene that uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen wasn't in, I don't remember. <laughs> Everyone and I mean the big. I had a poster reason. of her on my wall 
in the tight jeans and the, oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude. The biggest takeaway from Saved by the Bell is the I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> She's telling her friend about us being gay. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways. You gotta be a little gay to rock all this purple that we yeah. rock on our show. Oh yeah. I am very happy because gay means happy and happy means gay. Well, speaking of oily men, I do want to talk about an extra oily Kratos with a young boy in the God of War PC port that's coming out in January. Um, I think I've mentioned on this show before, and if not, I've definitely mentioned it on Couch Crunchers. I love God of War. This rebooted version from on the PS4 back from 2018. It is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Uh, I've played it twice, and I will definitely play it again, and I'm probably going to pick it up on PC so that I can uh, play it with all the best settings and on my monitor. And uh, just It is such a great game, and I'm happy to buy it again. Um, there's really not a lot to say. Oh, wait, just, this PC one that you've been talking about is the same one that came it's out? Exact, it's the exact same game. Oh, who the fuck cares, Max? <laughs> I do. And that's why we're not going to talk about it for long. Because it's I just thought an this was a new game. It's the it same game? <laughs> it is the it is the exact same game, which is why we're going to move on here in just a minute. I just wanted to nerd out for a second that it's coming to PC. I'm really excited. But, if, but if coming you, to PC means we're going to get mods, so you might get an oily naked Kratos. There you go. Although, you know what? It does actually It does pose a question I wanted to ask. Uh, to anyone who's interested in answering it. I'm going to pose it to you first, Lance. There is a debate in the video gaming community that, because PlayStation keeps releasing their games on PC, but like three years later, does that invalidate getting a PS5, the fact that these games are coming to PC years later? No, because I don't play PC games. I I completely agree with you. No, it does not invalidate it. Not just for that. Invalidate it. It does not invalidate it because it's still three years later. So you either play the game and enjoy it while it's new and fresh, or you have the whole thing spoiled to hell and then you enjoy it. Exactly. Especially so. now where video games are such like a cinematic, like it's just like the movies. You know, yeah, like why would good like, games are like a movie? Yeah. If you told me that I had to wait three years to watch a new Marvel movie unless I had X TV, I would be buying that TV. <laughs> so yeah. that i could watch the marvel movies right when they come out like so it's just a funny argument that fanboys get get into these sony guys are like this is so stupid there's no exclusives on my playstation anymore they're all coming to pc and i'm like i mean they're they are coming to pc but years the only, later like, the only console the pc pretty much invalidates is the xbox one there's no reason to own an xbox anymore unless you don't have a gaming pc because if you have a gaming pc Every single game is cross is cross released to PC, and most of them are Game Pass, too. Like, yeah, if you're a PC gamer, you don't need an Xbox. Yeah, but I still have one for for so this one reason, <laughs> because Game Pass games sometimes come to console that don't come to PC, and since I love my Game Pass subscription, I still have my consoles so that I can play those game pass games yeah i'm buying but, the xbox console but i don't play pc games i don't have yeah them. yeah so so for you it makes more sense you yeah. can get those xbox games on your xbox plus the idea of using a keyboard and a mouse to play a game like well you don't have to i, I play everything i play everything on a controller 
<laughs> Aaron gives me shit about this all the time because I always say council instead of console. Oh, and she's like, I'm so like, happy you said it correctly this time. It's like my let's, dad always let's saying put we're together a council Italian. and tell you why that's, your pronunciation of console is wrong. Well, hey, that's that's my Midwest right there, bro. That's you go to Michigan. It's a con. It's a council, not a fucking con. It's a council, not a console. Oh boy. So is that like a, me of the Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto yeah, conversation. Mephisto. Is that like a lizard or like a dragon or something on there? It's Mephisto, a dragon. Mephisto. And it's one of the coolest parts of the game when Kratos is freaking killing that dragon. So cool. So, so cool. <laughs> I love your fiance. She's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Pepperoni. Um, real quick, we're going to stop here. I don't have a slide for it, but there's something interesting that came out about two hours before we went live tonight and that How was fresh news. we are yep and i want to talk to jay about it because other than me jay's the only other person that really reads comic books in this podcast and a on a regular basis and that is um image comics just is stating that they are no longer going to reproduce comics so that means that no comics are longer going to go to a second third or fourth print due to supply chain issues um moving forward image comics will only be single uh first run prints what do you what do you think about that jay okay can so i ask I a question before he gives his thoughts okay oh yeah, yeah. Yes, can i answer yeah. just so because i don't know which one of you can answer it can i just ask a question don't all these comic uh i don't know what you call them don't they use a different publishing company they use so they use different public they use different shipping companies like that move the product out like penguin house random house or diamond or lunar or oh those those people aren't printing the comics no they're distributors oh, see i didn't know that i, I didn't think know that doesn't diamond print i thought diamond, uh, diamond might but they usually go to printers and then they get sent to the distributor see that. i didn't realize that. that that's why i was trying to figure out why that why they were claiming this was an issue if they use it i didn't it's a supply chain issue so they're saying that they're running out of paper we're in an issue right now where all image books from this week got pushed to next week because they're saying that we're in a paper shortage because apparently they've got a bunch of supplies sitting on freighters off the coast of california that can't get docked because they don't have due to to the vid they don't have workers to unload these ships to reply to resupply the supply chain that's why there's places in california where gas is seven dollars a gallon now apparently but it's crazy but image has come out and said that they're going to be because of this because of supply chain issues and paper issues they're no longer taking their books to second and third prints yeah yeah so to to answer your question what i think about it so i I thought about it right and uh first of all i'm not uh, i rarely get i'll rarely buy this an, an issue of the same book um for multiple covers you know um i just don't do it um i just i can't afford it and i i guess i don't know i guess i don't care even though there are a lot of really cool second third prints with really awesome covers like the one that really comes to mind lately uh, was Stray Dogs, like mm. dude, some of those those reprint covers were awesome. The horror covers, yeah, 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 those were really that cool. one you showed us last week of the or two weeks ago, the Amazing Spider Man. Uh huh. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, that alternate cover that was fucking awesome. Well, I mean, look at the Stray Dogs ultimate covers because they did like covers for 
movies like a Psycho horror, and yeah, like um, American Wolf in London. I saw. Yeah, and uh, they did. Um, was there uh, Evil Bram Dead? Stoker's Dracula? They yes, did yes. Evil Dead. They did The Crow. Like they did all these different movie covers for this. This is an image book. comic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Say super it again, good what? image. It's Stray Dogs. Oh, Stray Dogs. Yeah, I heard Stray Dogs. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? No, goddamn pepperoni. <laughs> but anyway, um, so to answer Max's question, I, I Here. okay. So not being a like a collector, I guess. Stray yeah, dogs. That, yeah, that's awesome. Evil Dead. Oh, that's Evil cover. Dead. That's fucking awesome. And then Stray Dogs screen cover. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then they have like the Silence of the Lambs, and they had like there's so many like variant movie variant covers for these. I don't know, man. To me, it's not going to be that big a deal. Um, just because I mean it's gonna suck because yeah, a lot of times you know you can get reprints of issues where you're like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna skip that, and then you know it'll sell out. And then, you know, a couple months later, it'll be there. And it was a really great series. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll pick that up. And you get it on the reprints. However, you know, with, with previews out and, you know, you can read the, their, I don't know what they're called. Uh, the, 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 like the speculations, you know, on, on the synopsis. and Yeah. You know, you can kind of tell what you're going to like and what you're going to want, you know. And if you have uh, a subscription service at your LCS, you know, you can always hold it. You know, they, they said they're they'll they'll they're gonna hold back some issues for second orders. Um, so I mean in a way it's it's kind of more of a incentive to get involved with your LCS and you know actually put some books on hold and pay attention instead of you know all these freaking I don't know, man. In a way, I mean, I remember, I don't remember if it was if it was Jim Lee's X Men um, when that came out, or, or Cable Number One, or X Force. But I remember when those variant covers came out, and it was ridiculous. Like people are like, "Oh my gosh, dude!" Or even McFarlane Spider Man uh, Number One. I remember, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember it, it had like a dozen variant covers, and everyone's like, "Dude, that's a marketing scheme." Some of these stray you dog know? ones are fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I it's not going to do anything against like variant covers, but it, where the driving factor comes into it is they're going to have these small print runs because not a lot of people read previews. So they're going to have these small print runs, which in return, instead of of going to second print, people are going to be able to get their hands on it. And where you're going to see the big jump is going to be the, the secondary and third market when people are selling these online books That's online what, for yeah. massive money because there's not going to be a second print. Yeah. And a lot of times second print books go for even more because the, the print run on a second print book is lower than the the main print. Case in point, I'll show you one I picked up this week here, and it was it's uh this gum knock my can over. Gun hunt, it's called gun honey. It's a gun honey number one second print. There's only two thousand of these. Mm. So because of this low print run for the second print, it's already going for 70, 80 bucks on eBay on the secondary market. So it's going to drive that secondary and third market up. So, 
and I feel like it's going to hurt the consumer because we're in an age now where everybody's flipping comics to make money to make money. And yeah. people are, that's their full-time job now is to be at the doors of the, your LCS Wednesday morning, buy everything they can and sell it online for twice, three times the money. And that's it where sucks. I think that, that's it where they're going to run into an issue with images. They're not going to have these second prints to, to kind of like combat that. So I think you're going to see a big boom and, as far as like and and hardship and trying to get your hands on an image book, but you're still going to get oh. trades, right? I'm I'm sure you'll still get trades, yeah. But you, I mean, for a trade, you got to watch, you got to wait like ten issues. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or I mean, if it's like a limited series, like Image does a lot, um, you know, be able to trade and then that, that'll be it, right? You can just what's get it. FOC? Uh, that's like the cutoff, final order cutoff. So it's like where you can cut it off. Like stick boys says, watch your FOC kids. That's where you get these alternative printings. Yep. But so, so, okay. So there's a paper shortage. That's what's, that's what image is talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing this. Marvel and DC probably buy from the same suppliers. I'm assuming. So has Marvel and DC done any of this or they, no, but it's also, so they're getting, they're getting cost is also a way to cut corners. So Marvel and DC might have deals worked out from the 60, 50s, 60s to get their paper where they're getting, they're still getting it at a, a different dealer to where to cut cost. And since image is a creator drone product and all the creators own their stuff, image might go overseas to get, to get their paper and over, deal with companies overseas. So they can't, due to supply chain demands, they can't get what they need to to function or they're going to have to go somewhere else and that's still going to create issues. So, yeah, I was just wondering this. if like DC and Marvel would be contributing to some of the supply chain issues that Image is facing. No, but they could, I mean, they could easily, you, I wouldn't be surprised if DC and Marvel watch this and they might even do the same thing where they don't go to a second print. DC does seem to have been scaling back a lot. You know, they canceled a lot of titles. Um, so I don't know. Aaron's Michael coming. Scott Paper Company will get them taken care of. They're half the price Dunder Mifflin at a loss. He'll yeah. supply your paper at a loss. Yeah. To undercut Dunder Mifflin. Tyler's calling me right now. Does he know I'm on a fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's too busy watching Stuber, man. <laughs> Stick boy, I get my paper from Sharpen Grocery House. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's just not like Department of Truth, Stray Dogs right now. That's their huge reprints because there's like. A lot of these stray dogs covers are on like their fifth printing and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll lot. it'll Dude, definitely some of these drive covers are the, sweet, man. Like I know I've said that already, but I'm just looking. It'll them definitely up drive Google. up the books on the secondary and third markets where you're going to see flippers and I shouldn't say flippers because it's such a bad term, but it is what it is. Um, these these flippers and people who are just solely buying books to to sell them at a profit buying them all up and it's going to be a lot harder for 
for the you know casual reader to get in their stores. It's you're probably going to see a lot of shops limiting one per customer, and that's going to piss I'm people all off. All for that. So I remember um, Samurai did that with um, not New Fifty Two, but Rebirth. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, um, like I was looking for like Flash number one, and I called Samurai out in Mesa or out in Phoenix, and I drove all the way down there. I'm like, dude everybody's sold out of this how come you still have it and he's like dude i'm not i won't let people buy like 10 of them yeah like i've been only letting people buy one or two i'm surprised well you know there there there's a better way to put it stick boy thank you aftermarket resellers there you go flipper such a dirty term but aftermarket reseller there you go that's better well that i mean we run in the same issue with the the funko market like a lot of these you got guys going like they release these black light pops and then um there's people waiting outside in line and target and the guy at the front he buys the entire stock you know because or the employees at target are holding them in the back and and selling them for double you know it's all i fucking well in the xbox and playstation bullshit that happened you know a year ago that's there's well, still, still some happening. PlayStations for it's dropped in price. I remember like the PlayStation 5, you couldn't get one for less than 1200 bucks. Now it's like 700, you know. So well, now they're down to bit. five since Sony came out and made a waiting list that you can sign up for to where they'll specialty order. You can specially order your PlayStation 5 now. And then Xbox needs to do that shit because I've been looking mm-hmm. everywhere for an Xbox. Cool. Well, so what that company in China was doing or J- Japan. If you order a PlayStation from them, they're writing your your name on the box. That's kind of cool. Pen. Hmm. So it's like carving the name in the box, so the resale value goes down because now it's damaged, essentially. Good for them. I need to leave. I need to go. Um, okay. Yeah. Travis, absolutely, dude. Travis Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank so, you for coming yeah. on, Jay. Great I'll having you guys. Joel Travis, we said hi. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. See you guys. Stick Boy says. If the guy buying all the stock gets the parking lot, we'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But that's I've, dude, I've, I've walked out of with... Target when I don't when I don't get something, and there's a dude literally standing outside the doors selling them for triple. Yeah, the cost of what it was 15 minutes ago inside the store. Like I hate those fucking assholes. That's just, and that's what's gonna happen is the aftermarket resellers are gonna sell it for these books for triple the value, regardless. Oh, they're jumping the at this because news. because you can't. You know, once it's done, it's done. You can't get another printing of it, and it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. But, but all right. Do you think this is just going going to? This is just going to, um, like, if Image were to come out with some sort of streaming service, not streaming, but you know what I'm saying. Like, this would be the time to do it. Subscription service. This would be the time to do it. I would think. Mm, I I mean, I don't know how that's gonna work. Cause it, I, you could still read the comics digitally. That's not a problem. Like, it's not. It it's only really gonna affect people that want that physical book in their collection versus reading it online. Because if you want to read it, you can get your hands on it. But like, if you like, you're still old school like me, and you don't want to make that that jump to to digital. You, it's gonna be a, a pain. See, I love reading it. Yeah, digital. like Stick Boy just said, Image Comicology. Yeah, 
Like I, I love reading it digital. Like the idea of having all those long boxes, like, like uh, Jay was saying, he, he just has a ton of long boxes. So do I. Like, dude, fuck, man. Where this closet over my shoulder is just filled with boxes, and there's boxes on the floor behind me too, because I'm slowly parting out my collection to help pay for baby and medical and wedding and all that. So, yeah. But it's just. I love what you did behind you on the wall there with those framed covers. Oh, yeah. They're all signed, too. Are they? Mm -hmm. It's one of my biggest regrets, dude. I have a bunch of Stan Lee pops, and obviously I'll never be able. I might just buy a signed Stan Lee pop. So you can't see because my head is away. So this book right here, Amazing Spider-Man 121, is signed by Stan Lee. And then this book right back here, Spider-Man 700, is also signed by Stan Lee. Stan Lee autograph stuff is pretty easy to get, huh? Because he signed everything. Yeah, it's not not terrible. I was just going to your solo layout to see if we can see the uh, signatures, but you, the one that the Stan Lee one is right. Um, it's the furthest to the to to the left, right? right here. So this the Stan Lee one right here, like right underneath my finger is where the signature is. You can see it. You just can't make it out. Yeah. Um. The one that really drives me nuts is I bought the, uh, you, you know, Rush, the band, mm-hmm. Rush. I bought the three-pack Funko set. It's worth quite a bit of money now. And Neil Pert died two weeks after I bought it. And my whole intention was to get it signed by them. Coming, Stick Boys says, I have an Italian Final Fantasy, or Fantastic Four Final Fantasy signed mm-hmm. by Stanley. That's awesome. Yeah, because if you go across me, it's, it's Stanley, J. Scott Campbell, um, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli. Um, Brian Michael Bendis and Sarah Pacelli on the very first Miles Morales book, Spider-Man number one. Then it's The Walking Dead signed by um, Kirkman. Robert Kirkman, Tom McFarlane, who did the variant cover, and Charlie Adler, the artist. And then it's a Turtles book, The Death of Donatello, signed by um, Eastman. And then you've got Batman. The Death of the Family, signed by Capullo and Snyder. Then you've got Green Arrow, Quiver, signed by Kevin Smith right there. And then the very last book in the corner that you can barely see is a Mighty Way from Power Rangers Dragon Zord variant cover signed by Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger. That's awesome. That yes, awesome. Kirby signed books. are That's a rarity, dude. That's a hard one to find. Kirby signed books. But... All right, let's go the ahead. The cheapest Stanley Funko that I can find that's signed by him is $127 on eBay. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm just saying he signed everything. Like, yeah. like it's pretty easy to find Stanley signed stuff. Let's talk fucking the movie that took two and a half hours of my life away. You watched it? I did. I thought you weren't going to watch it. I wasn't, and then everyone was talking about it, and I was bored, and I was like, I'm gonna, I was bored last night, because Aaron's in Chicago for four days, and yeah. so she's gone, and I was not like playing video games last night, so I was like, I'm going to just watch it. So you watch This is your home. weekly reminder, Lance, to pay attention to your texts, right? because we talked about this. Yes. Yes, I watched <laughs> it at home on HBO Max, and I'm so glad I did. You, you watched uh, it in the wrong I place, think you, man. I think you did yourself a disservice. I agree. I don't. I because I think, where uh, you watch it at isn't going to change the pacing of the movie or the the overall, overall storytelling of it. 
True. So this this kind of movie is not a movie that I'm typically into. Like, and Max can testify, right, Max? Like, this is not my kind of movie. I loved every second of this, every single second. Like, and I think that the reason that it made a bigger impact on me is because I saw it in the theater and like it was just so visually stunning. Like it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen as far I as I watched it on a, a 70 inch OLED 4K TV and I still think it, dude it's I a beautiful know. movie. It's a beautiful it's a visually stunning movie. It's a beautiful movie. It's well directed but it's got to me it's got pacing issues. It's boring as all hell. The fact that it's only a part one and it leaves you in a weird, awkward place. Zandaya is only in a total of seven minutes of the entire damn movie. And I and I did speak to that. They sell Zendaya as a star of this movie, and she's not. She's barely in it. That she's was my a star one of thing. the series, but yeah, not this movie. Like you get uh, Jason Momoa's in it more than Zendaya. <laughs> yeah, and he he fucking kicks the bucket and. <laughs> and you got fucking just the coolest part of it was seeing the sandworm. It was like, oh, that's cool. But like, it's just, I think it's because the, there's so much lore in, in this. There's a lot of backstory and, and they don't tell you about all of it. Right. And it's, it's, this movie is definitely for an acquired taste. I very much like lord of the rings it's it's a very acquired taste and there's a lot of lore to this movie and like it's just it's just a lot see and it's and i've said multiple times i'm not i'm not a big star wars fan i'm i'm not a lord of the rings fan at all like i find those movies beyond boring this movie i loved like and i didn't think i would like it i just went and saw it because i figured we were going to be talking about it and uh i loved it my wife loved it which shocked me like she's excited yeah, about part too. two she's she's excited about part two and i'm like dude i almost told her she didn't have to come because i didn't think she'd like it she loved every second of it i don't know yeah so maybe, something maybe interesting. it's just one of those things well yeah so, something interesting happened with me i watched it yesterday and i was exhausted yesterday and i think that's part of why i didn't fully enjoy it And I'm like, wow, that worm scene was really cool. And the music is really cool. And the world building is fantastic. And the cinematography is some of the prettiest I've ever seen. Like, those were the thoughts I had while I was watching it. But I also was thinking, do I like this? I don't know if I like this. I don't, I'm like, I knew I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't sure if I liked it. And so when I walked out of the theater, my brother asks me who who, he's read all the books. He's a big Dune fan. He's like, so. Yeah, he's like, what did you think? And I said, I don't know. And I really didn't know what I thought of the movie. Um, But I've watched half of it again on my TV. And I freaking love it now. (laughs) Like, and I haven't even finished it. Like, I'm picking up on things already on a second watch that I'm like, okay, that makes way more sense now. That makes way more sense now. And I'm absolutely like enthralled with it now and i can't wait to like get off the show so i can finish my rewatch like it it's really good i think that's that's uh that's my one um gripe with the movie it's a pretty linear uh storyline right there's not a lot of um balls that you have to catch right there's not it's not like uh 
end game or something where there's so much happening or, or like it, it's a pretty linear storyline that should be easy to understand i had a lot of questions at the end i'm like why did this happen and why did because this it's happen? only half a movie you just watched two and a half hours and only got half a movie well no like like i had to ask max after one of the questions i asked max and 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 michael max's brother explained it to him because he had the same question i'm like why did the emperor set up that um oscar isaac's uh i don't know what they call him faction or whatever house of trades ha, have to like why did he set him up to get slaughtered why did he put him in this thing and then tell the bad guys to come kill them all like i didn't understand that and then he's like well the uh michael told max that the reason for that was because that the house of trade trades atreides yeah atreides was the only play only people that could actually rise up and overtake the emperor, but they didn't really explain that in the movie. Like well, it didn't make they sense. They kind of do. Me. Timothy Charlemagne's character says it in there that they've got no claim to the throne. The king only has daughters, so there's no heir to the throne. So he can. Oh, see, and I didn't pick that up. I didn't. Yeah, pick they that say up. that, and then earlier on in the movie, I only caught it on my second watch. They do mention that. Um, the emperor sees him as a threat and they're going to be under a lot of political pressure because they could unite the houses against him. They mention it, but, but I agree with Lance. They didn't do a good enough job explaining that well, but in the books, I guess house Atreides also has like the super powerful weapon that they don't mention in the movies. And that's another reason why the emperor saw them as a big threat, because I guess in the book that just a few of the soldiers from Atreides using their weapon could, be a, the voice. make a big impact uh, yeah i'm not sure um well i don't think can... it was the voice because that's in the movie my brother yeah. said it's something else but that like it only it's only a part of like the first half of the first book so it's like it doesn't doesn't really come up again but it was a part of why the emperor wanted to take them out i started watching this and i started to get hard game of thrones flashbacks like this is literally game of thrones in space See, and I watched Game of Thrones. I watched two episodes. And I was like, "Fuck this show! I don't like it." Oh man, you guys, <laughs> you guys don't know what you're missing. It's so no, good. I love Game of Thrones, but I'm just saying, like, this show is like Game of Thrones in space. It and kind of is. That's that exactly Momoa what I'm saying. Like everything you could compare this to, I'm not a fan of. Like everything. The only thing that we could kind of compare it to, because it's more based in science than Star Wars. Star Wars is more fantasy. I feel like um is like star trek but a, a little bit more fantasy than star trek but still like it's more of a science-based thing like you know how they have the not cloaking the the digital armor things and like their planes and, and like everything is science-based less than fantasy and i like star trek but um i'm not the target audience for this and i walked out with a big smile on my face like i loved it yeah. and i had a lot of questions questions i wanted answered right normally i walk into a movie and if that movie was bad and i have questions i forget about it i'm like fuck this movie i just right i'm watching it and like like I, to your guys's credit it is a beautiful movie visually beautiful hans zimmer does an amazing score the acting in yeah. it is really good timothy charlemagne it kills it in it but it's just a slow burn, man. It's such a slow burn that I find myself falling asleep. It's very hard. Checking artsy. my phone. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much longer is this going to go on for? I'm just like, like this needs to just, I, I feel like it's an inquiry. Taste. So if you read the books and you watch the original miniseries and, and all that, I think you're going to love this. And 
I just don't think that it's for. It's not one of those movies that's for everyone. I definitely think yeah, I didn't watch any of those. Taste. I didn't watch the. Is it a miniseries? I thought it was a movie. They have a movie and a miniseries. Oh, I, I heard the movie that. was awful, so I haven't seen it. I haven't watched any of those. I haven't read the book. The one gripe I could say on Timothy Chalamet is um, part of the time I couldn't understand what he was saying because he, he speaks so under his breath, kind of. It's a different issue than Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy like is at a very low register, but it, it, Timothy Chalamet at a lot of points was like whispering almost. So I had a hard time hearing what he was saying. I'm already hard of hearing as it is. So like I wanted to come home watch this with subtitles on, so I could because I feel like there was points that I missed be because of that. But his performance, like just kind of showing that um, that team that doesn't know how he fits in the world and is trying to like find his place and and being pulled in different directions and stuff like that. Like I loved his portrayal of that. Well, but see, I didn't get I didn't get a lot of that from it. I got more from like he's he's just curious and he's learning everything he can and he knows that there's this prophecy that he somehow is a part of and that he's got, you know, there's another, there's something else that his mother taught him to use. And like, there's a lot of mystery behind him. I didn't kind of get like that awkward. I don't know where I fit type thing. Well, see, his dad wants him to lead his people, right? His, His dad wants him to be the ruler of the people that he's in. But his mother has been teaching him all these ancient ways from her people. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know if he fits in with his father's people or his mother's people, right? Because his father's very much human, right? There's no there's no supernatural element to him. But his mother has this voice thing and they have their own like little language with their hands that they like the it's not sign language, but it's something they do with at their hip. You notice it was always at yeah, the Yeah, she was doing it when the woman was trying to give her the dagger because of the prophecy and and all that. Yeah, I get yeah. I get all that, but Yeah, I got the vibe that these are very intelligent people because like they had that scene at the beginning where Timothy Chalamet is speaking, I think it was Japanese, and then his mom goes and does that sign language to him. I'm like, "Holy crap, these guys are they are smart." And so I thought that was kind of a good setup to show you how intelligent these people are, but um Aaron but not only that he's also being torn by around. these dreams too like he's also being torn by these dreams so his mother's saying he's gonna be one thing his father's saying he's gonna be one thing and then his dreams are telling me he's gonna be something else his dreams are telling him to sorry his dreams are telling him to go after zendaya that's what his dreams keep saying it's like man yeah, this chicken keeps saying. <laughs> you know what's funny you guys you guys mentioned a couple times how visually stunning this movie is which is amazing because the entire uh color tone of the movie is brown for the most part like they made it visually stunning and it's like almost like sepia tones you know what i mean like yeah it shouldn't be so beautiful and even in a scene where it's just you know miles and miles of of sand is beautiful you know what i mean and the way they show the spice going through i thought they explained that very well why everybody wants the spice because because uh space travel would not be possible without spice right so they did some things where they explained it really well but i know when as soon as they said spice i was thinking of that shit that people i don't know if it's still a thing but they smoked it when i was in high school it's a drug in star wars (laughs) it's a drug in real life yeah (laughs) i don't i think it's like it kind of mimics weed i never did spice i smoked weed but i never smoked spice you know what i'm I talking love, about right matt i love spice. yeah i know what you're talking about 
Give me some pepper and some uh, like no, no. paprika. Cumin. Cumin. All about oh. the cumin. Oh, okay. We'll do some cumin. That's cool. <laughs> I, I put um what's that brown stuff called? I put it in my um, were there any my protein beetles? shakes? Cinnamon? No. <laughs> Turmeric. Turmeric. There you go. <laughs> I was trying to remember the name. It was driving me nuts. Uh I'm definitely excited for part two and i'm gonna watch this again and i'm gonna watch it again before the part sad two part is out. there's not even a part two guaranteed part two the making of part two hinges on how well part one does well yeah. i read an article today that they haven't come out and said that it's coming out but so dennis villain Vill, i don't know how to say his last name Villeneuve. i think so um the part of so he came in he was really pissed about the the day and the day and date release schedule or with hbo max and the theaters simultaneous mm-hmm. thing that the article i was reading was that they had they renegotiated their contract that now guarantees him a part two no matter how the movie performs financially i read yeah. that just maybe three hours ago i wonder if that's a thing I wonder what that contract says because if it doesn't perform well, are they going to want to throw a bunch of money at it? Because this is clearly was a high budget movie. I mean, they... yeah, it, it it won't it won't matter. It's going to get it's the the budget's not. They said that the financial performance of this movie will have no bearing on on how or when part two is made. That he's guaranteed it. They I think the problem is that they should have filmed this entire movie in its entirety at one time. Because I'm a little bit worried about continuity errors going back to do part two later on. Well, not only that, this is only this is part one of the first book. There's a potential for the other five books to be developed. Well, they're trying to do this entire all six books and two movies. Well, this only covers well, the first half of the first book. Yeah, that sounds crazy. So that's that's what i've heard and read is that they're trying to do the entirety of this story in the first two movies and in two movies well that sounds crazy they they could go and and change it and and stretch it out but i just think it really it's going to depend on how much money this movie makes regardless of what is said it it would be financially unsound to throw a part two to spend all that money for part two if part one undersells well, so far, so far, it's on track to do seventy million. It's opening weekend. So far, based on, based on the Thursday night screenings and stuff like that. So right now, that it's it's being, they're thinking it's going to make seventy million this weekend. Well, I mean, it's got to crush it because what, it Eternals comes out in two weeks. Two weeks. Oh fuck! I'm so excited for that. And dude. then Ghostbusters comes out the week after that. So there, there's only a week between Eternals and Ghostbusters. I believe so. I think it's oh, like yeah, November is going to be awesome. I think it's two weeks in between the two. Let's see. And then Let's the 17th of December, this... we get Spider-Man. Hopefully, yeah, man. The end of the which, year. Which, year. by the way, Ghostbusters. I don't know if you've read any like the reviews for it. The not spoilers. Ghostbusters Afterlife is getting amazing reviews. IGN gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. So Although I don't listen to IGN because they're they get paid to homers. Reviews. That's not true. 
I don't, I don't, I don't trust their, I don't trust their IG. I don't trust their movie reviews usually because they're not a movie review site. Um, November 19th on Ghostbusters Afterlife. So it's two weeks because Eternals is the fourth, I think. Which, by the way, if you are looking to get, um, Eternals is the fifth. Is the fifth. Fourth, yeah. I mean, it's Thursday, so it is technically the fourth, but its technical release date is the fifth. But so that that's, gives that's this movie. About, go ahead. What are you saying? This movie a week to perform because the fifth is, or well, two weeks to perform. So, I mean, the fifth is in two weeks. So, um, six comparing Bleeding Cool and IGN is just comparing a Pinto to a freaking station wagon. Wow. Like they both suck. <laughs> yeah. I don't like IGN. I like IGN. I listen to like two of their podcasts and their I, content I like is good, but they I feel like their video game reviews are bold, are lacking and a lot of times I go against them. So when they say a game sucks, I play it and I have a great time. When they say a game's mm-hmm. awesome, it usually sucks. They've <laughs> led me astray several times. And I don't really buy into their movie reviews either. Their so. movie reviews, I'm not as hot on. But I'm but hoping. Bleeding Cool, IGN, and then for a whole separate reason, uh, what's the one that we always make fun of, Max? We got this covered. Yeah, yeah that the site's bullshit. Most that of them make their money in the first weekend. That one so, in Phantom Wire, dude. Phantom Wire is pretty bad sometimes, too. Yeah. I got kicked out of a Phantom Wire group. And then I got re-added by an admin, but I got kicked out of it because I, I called them out for reporting on something that was BS. Like just straight up, I can't remember what it was, but they just straight up lied about something. And and I commented on someone's posting, I don't know that I can trust this site because they report crap. And with, with the owner of the site is an admin on that page and he kicked me out of the page because he was all mad that i said that yeah (laughs) that's true stick boy most movies do make their their money in the first weekend but with covid they're looking at the first two weeks because not as many people are going to theaters for this so they're they're basing a lot of it on the first two weeks so that was the big thing with like that was like the whole thing with the the black widow shit is that their second week that the movie tanked and it didn't make anywhere near the money they thought it was going to because it was on streaming service. Well, because the only people that are going to go see it in the theaters when it's available for your TV are the people that actually like, like going. To the I theater. think enjoy the the theater experience. Like if yeah. if you if it if you'd rather sit, most people would rather sit at home. And besides us three nerds that love the theater experience, right? Yeah. Like I I would much rather go see it in the movie theater, but we are abnormal. Yeah. Um, so Dune cost $165 million to make. It's already done $129 million in the international box office. Yeah, so it's on track for 70 domestically. Yeah. Um, I I think they're <coughs> I don't know where I read that because this one, this article is saying 40 million in the first three days. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm assuming it did, it did just under five and a half million, uh, just last night. Yeah, which for a Thursday is pretty dang good. I mean, our theater had quite a few people in it, right, Max? I actually thought it was pretty empty. I was kind of surprised how empty it was for a Thursday night. 
Yeah, I had no one sitting. I had like two seats to the right of me that were empty, which was fantastic. And my brother had like three seats to the left of him that were empty. But maybe your row was more full. My row was more full. Like it the wasn't whole, an empty. Uh, what's it? I was just going to say the theater when I walked in looked pretty pretty full. Just my row in particular had a lot of missing seats. You telling me the docking bros didn't sit together? We did no, not. I went with my. We were just at the same showing, but I was uh, I was with my wife, and Max went with his brother. Yeah, there was only two showings, and it's a two and a half hour movie, so we 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 all went and saw the earlier showing. We should have just sat together, but I didn't want to impede. Well, I his originally invited date. you, and you you didn't say anything, so I just I just invited my brother. Yeah, I, I I didn't know if I was even going to go. I thought I was going to watch a little pepperoni Max. faction faction or fashion, I should say. Yeah, I'm not a good texter. I'm a really bad friend, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I was supposed to go drop off Max's lawnmower today, and I just didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Max, uh, he, I know he left. I'm going to wait till he comes back. His lawnmower was pissing me off today. I'm here. I just... Dude, I'm I good. had your lawnmower every, like, two minutes. Yeah, dude, it's not... It's It was like an $80 electric lawnmower. It's nothing fancy. <laughs> No, I mean, I got the job done, dude, but I'd go like one stretch of my lawn and it would be full. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I have a small dude. lawn. I can do it in two or three loads, but I, I that's why I always pull my garbage can right to my lawn so that I can easily empty it. Oh, no, know. I just took the clippings and dumped it right back on my lawn. It's fertilizer. Yeah, I did that once before and it ended up hurting my lawn, but, but that's because I don't mow mine enough. Yeah. If you mow it enough, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Overseas, 129 million. Stick boy's calling you out. He's keeping you honest. That's what I said. Didn't I say 129 million? It's almost 130 million. I don't fucking remember. I you blacked. said like 120. You're close enough. I blacked out. I, I read it right here. 129. It says it right here. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess that's gonna do it. That's where where we end this this show tonight. Um, no top five comics. So I didn't get a chance to read comics this week. I picked them up, but I've been busy with fiance going out of town and work and. Totally understandable, right. bro. So I haven't got a chance to to read books yet this week, but um. So I expect a top gonna, ten next week. We're gonna end it this week. Um. Then I guess you better start reading books. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everyone for hanging out in the chat tonight. Stick boy, Aaron, Solo, Wookie, uh, everyone else who was else, who else joined us tonight. Max, Max Bender, Bender, um, Patrick, everyone. Thank you for for checking us out and joining in. We hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks to everyone that listens to us on Mondays on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, any of your podcasts. We be everywhere. Yeah, you listen to us. We thank you so much for checking us out every week. Uh, If you guys want to be part of the Absolute Geek Army, you can join us and join the conversation on Facebook. Join the absolute Facebook page. Join us on Twitter. Join us on Tumblr. Join us on TikTok. Grinder. You guys might be on Grinder. <laughs> I'm not on Grinder. I'm, t- I'm taking, about, bro. I don't I'm know about you two, but yeah, I'm, right I'm good. I don't. Not, no, no Grinders here. But um, but yeah, if you guys want to be part of the conversation and join the absolute geek army. Um, you can do so on any of your social media pages. If this is your first time, find us on YouTube. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you had a good time and you want more content from us. That's uh, the best way to get it. 
And uh, for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Lance. I'm Max. And we'll see you guys. Good night, everybody. Next time. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink some Cosby wine. (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time. Ooh.